All right, well, welcome to our unofficial Ghostbusters Afterlife coffee talk slash discussion episode. Alex and I got to go see it last Thursday, right? It was Thursday? It was Thursday, yeah. yeah. It was the 18th. And off the bat, I got to say, it was everything I had hoped for. I'm so happy with it. Alex, what's your initial... I mean, I... I went in with high hopes and absolutely no expectations. And, you know, barring one or two things, it was absolutely perfect. Yeah. If we couldn't have had all four of the original Ghostbusters, then this this was absolutely the the best movie we were going to get for a continuation of the story. Yeah, yeah, and I think it was done with the utmost respect for uh, Harold Ramis. Absolutely, no question. Um, but yeah, uh, official release was the nineteenth, uh, so we went to the sneak peek. Came out Friday, and as of today, weekend box office is currently at sixty-eight point five million on a seventy-five million dollar budget. Uh, which blew away expectations from industry as well as critics. What uh, do critics in the industry know? I mean, uh, come on. They, they don't know Ghostbusters fans. They don't know the guy that's walking out with three Ecto-1 popcorn containers under his chin. By the way, it wasn't us. We each got one because we're respectful of other Ghostbuster fans. <laughs> you know, the, the industry does not have a firm understanding of how dedicated Ghostbusters fans are. Yeah. Plain and simple. And I think it was the right move to make this a theatrical only, because... I mean, I can say that now, because I didn't get hit by a bus and I actually got to see the movie. True. I'm going to be honest, if I found out I was terminal or something, and I didn't get to see it, I would have been pretty friggin' pissed. (laughs) But... Being that uh, going to theaters was the only way to see this... Uh, Ghostbusters fans came out in droves. I, right. I can't wait to see it again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's... Geez, I don't even know where to unpack. Uh, I'm still processing the movie. I really need to see it again. Uh, just to, to fully absorb everything about it. Um, but let's start at the beginning, before we went to go see it. And we saw the trailers, and we heard some rumors. Uh, what were your expectations? <clears throat> Well, again, I don't, I don't know that I had too many expectations. I just hoped it was good. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd read a bunch of quote-unquote leaked plots. Um, one thing I read, which, you know, I, I didn't... Which didn't happen is I'd read that like Paul Rudd's character was going to be like the last living descendant of Evo Shandor, and he was going to be needed for some sort of sacrifice to bring about the end of the world, um, which was BS. Um, I don't know. I just I didn't have any expectations. I just wanted it to be good, and it was. Yeah, I. That's pretty much what I went in with. The only things, the only things I'd hoped for, um, I was hoping, 
I was hoping we'd get a Rick Moranis cameo uh, along with the rest of the originals. In fact, I, I held out my hopes even to the very, very end for that second <clears throat> after credit scene where Janine and Winston are talking and Winston's talking about how he started his company with one employee. I was waiting for it to be Rick Moranis. He hired Lewis to do his taxes. Yup, I was waiting for it. (laughs) Yeah. Or I was waiting for one of the cutscenes to be... I... Someone... I forget who, but someone told me there were two after credit scenes. It might have been Vinny. In fact, it was probably Vinny. Yeah. Um... And he didn't tell me what they were. And I was really, really hoping one of the after credit scenes was like Rick Moranis at a like at a computer with the calculator up, like with a mountain of paperwork going through like Egon's debt. But um, <laughs> I was hoping for that. The the only things, my only complaints, and I don't know if I'd even call them complaints. Just I wishes. I wish we had gotten a Rick Moranis cameo. I wished they'd found a way to throw in Slimer, and I wish there had been some sort of mention of Baby Oscar. Oh, named after a hot dog. You poor man. You poor, poor man. Yeah, there were so many <coughs> things that have been discussed over the years that we they were already in our headcanon. We figured they would be in the movie, like Oscar. Uh, an adult Oscar be, being a Ghostbuster yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that was another thought I had with the Paul Rudd character. I was like, maybe, maybe... Because, I mean, the name Gary Gruberson, <laughs> come on. That, that, seems like, that seems like something that's fake and it's just up there to kind of throw the audience. Kind of like how um, the character in... Uh, the, la- the Dark Knight Returns, was it Miranda Tate, turned out to be Talia al Ghul? Yeah, yeah. I figured it was something like that, and Paul Rudd was going to wind up being either the last living descendant of Evo Shandor or Oscar. But no, his name was actually Gary Gruberson. <laughs> they had a budget of what, and that was the best they could come up with? You're going on a date with Gary Gruberson? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. Um, we talked about the box office numbers. Um, but what about reviews? Uh, we already know this is a good movie. Uh, so, I mean, but uh, and, and fans and casual moviegoers seem to be agreeing with us. This was a good movie. Every um, review I've seen so far, yeah, has done nothing but shit on it. Like with critics, like you mean like quote unquote critics, right? Yeah. yeah. And wh- why do you think that is? What's the disconnect between your average moviegoer and fans and the quote-unquote movie critic? Well, the quote-unquote movie critic has an inflated sense of self-worth and their head up their ass. Yeah. They have quote-unquote power, authority, a voice. I just don't understand why they're doing this to Afterlife. Do you think this is related to... The 2016 debacle? Well, it wasn't... I mean, I don't remember... You'll have to forgive me. I don't remember what reviews of that movie were. I just remember that everyone that had a problem with the movie being all female leads 
Like, the minute the trailer hit YouTube, they started downvoting it in an attempt to, like, throw the movie. And there was all this, like, sexist, racist, misogynistic crap about it. So I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember what the reviews were. I just remember a lot of the fan base didn't like it. Yeah. Or didn't want it because it was all women. And, you know, I said this the last time we talked about it. I don't, I don't care if the Ghostbusters are men, women. Yeah. You could have toasters busting ghosts. If it's a continuation of the original story. It would have been fine. And not a reboot. I'm going to be glued to the seat watching it. Because it was a reboot, I didn't have any interest. I yeah. still haven't seen it. But I, I honestly don't remember what the critics said about that one. Do you? Uh, I remember... <laughs> I don't remember, honestly, because I was already... I, I knew I wasn't going to go see it. Uh, the trailers looked atrocious. Yeah, I, I do remember quote-unquote critics uh, applauseing it, and I, rem- I remember the actual reviews uh, I don't remember any of those. Were, were not very <clears throat> good, which which is why I never wound up going to see it in theaters. Because uh, it was like, all right, obviously, you know, opinion is low. Uh, it had nothing to do with the fact that it was all women. That was, that's, no, that hell, was look totally at, look besides. Look at this last one. You have um, McKenna Grace. Yeah. A it's, young yeah, woman in the female role, lead. and she was, I'd say the best part of the movie, but let's be honest, the best part of the movie is the fact that we got the original three <laughs> Ghostbusters, so I'm going to say she was the second best part of the movie. Yeah, she she was really Without good. Without question, she was great. Uh, so, <clears throat> we didn't get the traditional Ghostbusters opening, where we get, you know, something crazy happens... And then we well, get the but but we got something. We got something. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say it was crazy, but I mean, no, what did you fair, think? What did you think about the fair, opening scene? The opening sequence does open with a what a pickup flying across a bridge. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, I, I kind of screwed myself with the opening sequence because I was reading reviews that had come out from early viewings and one of them accidentally gave away what the beginning was so um i knew something was coming to that effect did you think it happened in the truck when the truck crashed Mm, at that point i was in the moment yeah i wasn't that's that's good at least at least you weren't thinking about it no um i i mean it wasn't a bad opening you know, it yeah. was a little different than the openings of 1 and 2, but I, I wouldn't call it... I mean, there it was, was a, definitely action in it. It was a very serious opening. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good word for it. It um, was a serious opening. I think in the in the first two movies, the opening, like, something happens, something kind of eerie, but it's at the, at the end of the opening... In, transitioning into the title screen it's kind of in- inconsequential what happens you know yeah uh, oscar doesn't get hit by the bus almost but doesn't the librarian gets scared but in afterlife egon, egon dies, dies. <laughs> i got a question for you 
So when he's in the chair mm -hmm. and he's getting grabbed by uh, the chair, by the chair, he pulls out the PKE meter mm -hmm. and we see that he has upgraded it yeah. to like a stun gun. Yeah. Do you think he was trying to stun uh, the terror dog, or do you think he sacrificed himself? Do you think he he killed himself willingly? No, I don't think he killed himself willingly. No. I think he meant the. I think he was going for the. I think. I think he was going for the terror dog. Well, in the movie, they say he had a heart attack. Yeah. I think he was going for the terror dog, and. You know, I think I think his heart had one Twinkie or Crunch Bar too many, and that was it. Yeah. I, I don't... Maybe the terror dog killed him. I don't think he was trying to sacrifice himself. I think he still had some fight in him. And, you know, the mind was willing, but the body was spongy, and that was just it. Yeah, I... I really liked the beginning. I, yeah, I the beginning uh, was great. It was different from the other two, but it was still great. I mean, aside from the fact that it killed my favorite Ghostbuster. But, yeah, you know, we, what, what choice did we have? Yeah. Really? I, uh, uh, honest to God, I was kind of surprised that we saw Egon at all in the beginning. Yeah, I didn't think, so was I. I didn't think anything like that would happen. Um, I think that's really cool. I think it's great that they didn't do a CGI Live Egon, yeah, you know, kind of like Governor. They would do Governor Tarkin, but uh, instead it reminded or Carrie me, Fisher. Yes, yeah. it reminded me more of. Uh, did you see Doctor Sleep? No, I, I mean I saw a little bit of it, but I couldn't get all the way through. Okay, uh, instead of making a CGI Jack Nicholson, there's a scene where uh, Danny Torrance confronts Jack Torrance, and it's um, uh, Henry Thomas. Okay, in makeup. And he does a really good Jack Torrance, um, you know, instead of CGI. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I just... I mean, Ghostbusters it, it, is not the movie to CGI, you know. No, yeah. All those effects in the 80s were props. They were effects. CGI is just going to... It's not going to feel right, which was another issue I had... With not wanting to see the reboot, there was a lot of CGI in it. Yeah, the reboot costs twice as much as Afterlife. And Afterlife has already beat it, beaten it at the box office. And it's his first, it's opening weekend. And so I it mean, just goes to show you, you know... That fans don't want reboots. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how fancy, the, you know, it is. It's not going to make up for... Good dialogue, good characters, good story. Good story. Uh, you know, you can't rely on penis and fart humor uh, in CGI to carry your movie, and that's what they were trying to do. I don't know what they were trying to do. I never yeah. saw it. <laughs> Again, reboots, I think that's great that you, you put your foot down and you stuck to your gun. Reboots you don't it. interest me. You know, and yeah. again, this is. I have no problem that all the leads were women. I really don't. You know, I think Kate McKinnon's very funny. Uh, I just... Ghostbusters is something that's so close to my heart, I didn't want to see a reboot. You want to you take those four women and continue the story? Passing on the proton packs? I'm there. But you lost me at re reboot. Yeah. It's just not how... It's not how I want to rem remember the series. 
I mean, I don't want to remember the series with Egon dead either, but... <laughs> we don't have a choice. Is no, that choice was made for us. Work with what we have, you know. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you think of the new characters? We have the Spanglers, <laughs> uh, Callie, Trevor, and Phoebe. Phoebe. Uh, I mean, Phoebe was definitely my favorite of the three. I didn't have a problem with any of them. Yeah. Um... I think Callie was really playing up the daddy issues yeah. in this one. Um, but, you know, McKenna Grace is going to have a hell of a career. Because She's already she, had a hell of a career. She's been in, like, every goddamn movie since yeah. she was a little kid. <laughs> but, I mean... This is her breakout, just, though, I think. She absolutely nailed... Um, the Egonness yeah. that comes to that role. She was just awkward enough. Like, McKenna Grace's whole performance reminds me of the scene in Ghostbusters 2 where they're at the, um... They're in court with the Scolari brothers. The whole, do Ray Egon. Egon! And then Harold Ramis just gets that smile on his face. The, she just nails the absurd humor so perfectly in this role like the um the joke the joke the joke with the hamster and the cigarette i see i i remember the jokes being funny but i don't remember the jokes uh, i do remember the polar bear one i don't remember the polar bear what one. what do you what do you call a dead polar bear whatever you want whatever you want i can't hear you anymore <laughs> she's my favorite joke. With this, is she is she's deadpan this, this, like yeah she is my favorite joke was the one about the cigarette and the hamster i don't remember it verbatim but it was something like what do a cigarette and a hamster have in common? Uh, both are perfectly safe until you stick them in your mouth and light them on fire. Something like that. <laughs> that was that was my favorite joke. In but it. but they start kind of in this like yeah, it starts off as not nothing that crazy, and then she just works her way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, no. McKenna Grace was absolutely great in this movie. Yeah. How about Trevor? He was good. Um, you know, Finn Wolfhard's a talented actor. He, he's done the Stranger Things thing. In fact, I remember reading somewhere he thought he didn't have any chance of getting this role because of the episode of Stranger Things where they go dressed up as the four Ghostbusters for yeah. Halloween. He thought that they weren't going to take him seriously or something. Um, but yeah, he was good. Uh, you know, he was just. I, I mean, he's what he needed to be. He's what he needed to be. He's what he needed to be. The podcast character was good. Yeah, uh, Logan Kim is the actor's name, and I believe this is his first movie. At first, I was a little worried. I said, "Oh shit!" Like one kid, two kids is enough. I was a little concerned. We were gonna have more little kids. I thought he was gonna be annoying. Yeah, he, he, he turned played, out to be really, uh, really good. Great. And the the part at the end with his one subscriber just <laughs> had me on the floor dying. That, that, that was perfect. Yeah. That was perfect. Um, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is a national treasure. Hey, man, got a big box of porn for you. You know, the flower uh, behind his ear... Oh, and with, when he with, was uh, with the Vince Clortho 
um, Zool meetup. Yeah, that was very Paul Rudd. But he pulled it off. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they, they got him to be the... Uh... Gary Gruberson. <laughs> You know, whatever. He he did a good job. I can't. I wish he jobs. was he was my uh, my summer school teacher, and they showed <laughs> us uh, Cujo and Child's Play. I the like 80s I throwback, the eighties throwbacks. Were that was nice. great. I I think that was a nod to the whole Ghostbusters being an eighties thing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so, what was the first Easter egg you noticed? Damn. Uh, I would say. As soon as they walk into the farmhouse, you see the symmetrical symmetrical book stacking. Book stacking. That's I right the away, first one I right got. away, I was like, "Oh shit, Egon's ghost is still there." Gotta be. That was the first <laughs> one I I noticed too. Uh, I don't. I'm not really good with like order, but I do like off the top of my head. I remember uh, the molds and fungus jars. Spores, molds, and fungus. Yeah. Yep. The crunch wrapper mm-hmm. in his. Was it a wrapper? or Was it a half-eaten crunch bar? I think it was a wrap. I think it was wrapper. I'm not 100 percent sure though. That just means we got to go see it again. Yeah. The um, Twinkie in the glove. box. Twinkie in the glove box. Glo- glove box. Yes. The fire, fire pole down to his little lab. Uh, what else was there? The um. The dress on mom. Yes. So well, okay, actually, technically, the first throwback I caught was obviously the arms coming out of his chair. Oh yes, when yeah, Egon buys that, the that's farm. true. Yeah, I for, I forgot but, forgot about that. Yeah, the symmetrical book stacking, um, the mom's dress. So Gozer Gozer is a clothing designer now. Just <laughs> makes shiny dresses for his uh, minions, uh, gatekeepers. Yeah, we had the uh, Colander helmet that podcast yep. was wearing. Yeah. Um, the goggles. I would say Muncher was kind of a callback he to Slimer. He was a callback to Slimer, definitely. I mean, I'm just happy for Josh Gad. That's that really cool. He got to be in it. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I mean, I kind of feel like those are the kind of noises he makes first thing in the morning right when he wakes up. Ooh, the uh, eyeball ghost. Yes, the eyeball ghost from the real Ghostbusters. From real Ghostbusters. I, Actually, that's something I was not expecting. While we're on the subject of real Ghostbusters, something my wife brought up that I didn't realize, the chess set. Apparently, I don't remember this, but apparently in the real Ghostbusters, Egon always used to complain that he didn't have anyone to play chess with. Oh, all right. So, there you go. Yeah. I'm sure there were more. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure there, there are a ton are, more. I did see the Stay Puffed logo on one of the walls. Yeah. I did see that. Well, you also saw the mini oh, stay puffed. Oh, the mini stay puffed, yeah. Um, you also saw the mini stay puffs evaporate, just like the original did. Yeah, that was kind of cool when they jumped was, on the. It was a nice throwback. No, I'm talking about at the end of the movie when they banked. Oh, when they or, when they burst yeah. and the podcast is covered. Yeah. In marshmallow, yeah. They, which in and of itself is a throwback. To Ray getting covered. No Walter Peck in this one either. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I get that. Maybe. I mean, to be fair, he is a character you love to hate. Yeah. But. But. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, there's definitely there's so many Easter eggs. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we need to go see you again we to do. catch them to catch <laughs> more. Uh, the cro- whole crossing the streams thing was a reference. Yeah. I, the, are you a god? Are you a god? Yeah. Yes. Yes. We're all gods. <laughs> Uh, 
I didn't think that was gonna happen. That's a scene I didn't see coming. I'm glad they threw that in there, though. That whole callback to that scene with the "Are you a god?" I mean, on the I'm kind of torn because on the one hand, the whole movie's a throwback. I can, you know, I've seen reviews complaining that it might as well be a reboot of the original, and I I get that. It's there's, just been 36 years. We wanted this. You there's know. there's there's enough in it that makes it feel like it could be like that but like i i felt like the force awakens was way more of a remake than this is yeah 100 percent. like this one you've got a lot of new stuff you've got like like i loved the trap that egon set up at the that was cool portal i guess with the different proton packs that's causing the earthquakes um you know, the, the fact that he turned his entire farm into, a into one big ghost trap. That was cool. That was pretty cool. And, and again, not something that was seen in the original. So I feel like there's enough variation that I wouldn't call this like a strict remake or at least not as much of one as The Force Awakens. The things that happen in the movie make sense to carry the plot along. Yeah. I feel like in The Force Awakens, there was a lot of... This shit's way too too much of a coincidence to yeah. why this is actually happening. Yeah. You know, it was very forced. This felt Didn't like there was an actual story to tell. Yeah. And they did a good job telling that story. Yeah. Um, getting back to new characters. Uh, shit, what's her name? Lucky. Lucky. Yeah. How do you feel about Lucky? Um, do you think she's gonna become important later on? In a, in a sequel? I mean, I hope so. I, I feel like of all the new characters, we didn't really get as much out of her as we did Podcast and Phoebe and Trevor. I feel like there's a lot of footage on the cutting room floor, not only because like her character doesn't really develop and she doesn't get a lot of time with Finn and the rest of the cast, but her dad, being the sheriff, that's Bokeem Woodbine. Like, he's a... Yeah, he, he's not just somebody that no. you throw in there for a random, no. uh, you know, cameo. He, I feel I do like appreciate his... he did get one of the better lines. Who are you gonna call? <laughs> that is true. He did get that. Maybe he, maybe they put him in there as a favor. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe. He... But I feel like he's gonna be more important. Maybe he just wanted to be involved. I know if I had the opportunity to talk to Jason Reitman or literally anyone else involved in the making of that movie. I would say I will literally play anything. You want me to play a mailbox? I'll play a mailbox <laughs> if I can just be in involved. That's how much I love this franchise. Yeah. You know, I get a feeling people like Josh Gad and him probably feel the same way. They probably said, hey, if there's anything I can Any do anything, yeah. to be involved, I would be thrilled to be involved. Um... Yeah, I just, I feel like we didn't get as much character, frankly, I feel like we got less character development from Trevor and Lucky than we did from Podcast and Phoebe. Yeah, we got a lot between Podcast and Phoebe, and I guess maybe that's why we like those characters more. Maybe. I mean, Trevor, saw the chemistry. Trevor spent most of his tr time trying to get Ecto-1 to work. Yeah. Or trying to get laid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, yeah, what else we got? Oh, you were talking about practical effects earlier. 
Uh, let's talk about the practical effects in this movie because there's a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, you get actual prop terror dog in Walmart. Uh, I think. I mean, you want you want the least realistic part of this movie. <laughs> you mean to tell me there's no one in the Walmart? <laughs> in Somerville. That's yeah. Where, where are they? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I guess. You it's mean possible. to tell me that there is nobody in a Walmart in Somerville, Oklahoma? I mean, what else have they got? They got, by my count, they got the Walmart and they got the the drive-in burger joint. What else have they got going on? Paul Rudd, Gary Gruberson cannot be the only one wanting ice cream at that hour. <laughs> Uh, I thought the uh, terror dog, though, was awesome. It, oh, yeah. It, it reminded me exactly of the dog in uh, Lewis's apartment. Yep. Mm-hmm. I loved the scene where he dives through the window of his car that isn't there. Yes. That was just perfect. The comedic timing. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of that in this movie. That was just so great. Don't be yourself. <laughs> Let's talk about Gozer. Man, there was a well-kept secret. I mean... But was it? I mean... Like, you... I remember having a conversation with you when we got, like, I guess the second trailer. You saw her her head. Or what looked like her head. I only saw the hand. And I didn't... I'll be honest. Until you said something, I didn't put two and two together. But when you did, I rewatched it, and... It looks like Gozer's hand. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they did a great job with the makeup. Yeah, yeah. And, they, she really looks like she got an upgrade. And Olivia Wilde definitely made it her own, but she really must have done her homework because a lot of the mannerisms and the movements really harken back to the first film. Yeah. Like, she had that down pat. She was good. Yeah, I mean, she was good enough to uncross the streams. I didn't see that one coming. No. No. <laughs> I didn't know that the streams could be uncrossed. You learn something new every day. And I guess as we get more new Ghostbusters, we'll see more new techno- technology or more situations. Are we going to get more new Ghostbusters? I'm sure we will. You um, think? Oh, uh, before we get into that... Uh, they threw at one point. I think it was Lucky who was possessed by um, one of the terror, terror dogs, dogs, and they threw the trap underneath her in human form and sucked the terror dog out of her. That's never been done before. That I didn't cool. catch that. You didn't catch that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, no, they used the trap on uh, on on Callie. Oh, it was used on Callie, and then she dumps, yeah, yeah. That's they right, sucked sorry. the terror dog right out of Callie. Yes, because Lucky's still, She's still in, in the, the dog stone. body yeah, at yeah. the end. You know, we get the same ending we got to one where they're cracking them out of the bodies. Yeah, it smells like burnt dog hair. Oh, Vankman. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. I didn't think. <laughs> but um. I really liked at the end where they they put two and two together. Well, where Phoebe did, uh, the you know the whole movie. Egon's the dirt farmer. There's dirt spray painted on the barn, and Phoebe realizes, oh, I should look in the dirt. You know, it wasn't vandalism; it was a message. Yeah, he had been making a giant trap on his farm, so the. 
the power to the trap was not going, so that's why they hit it with the the, the um, neutrino wand. Yeah. Right. With the proton pack. Yeah. yeah. Once podcast was done fending off the mini marshmallow men. Yes. And all alliteration aside, um, yeah, that that was one of the scenes I really liked where uh, Trevor used the pack and blasted the, I guess, the power source. That technologically doohickey thing. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of tech, a lot of tech stuff going on. I did like the connection between uh, the Shandor mines and um, the building, yeah. the selenium. Yeah. I like you know what part I really liked. I liked the part where they were down in the mine, and they were connecting the years. Yes, I thought that was pretty cool. Where was the Tung- Tunguska blast of uh, forty two something? Yeah, like that. something like that. My only my only bummer at that part was uh, I was really hoping if we got Evo Shandor in the movie. I was hoping we'd get Paul Rubens just because of the way Evo was originally envisioned when they were writing yeah. Ghostbusters 1. They always said they envisioned Evo as just being this really nondescript guy, and someone said they imagined Paul Rubens in a plain suit. That would have been great. That would have been really cool. I mean, I'm not complaining about what we got. Yeah. But Next best thing. J.K. Simmons is in every Jason Reitman film, so... Not too surprising. But, Would have been uh, nice to have had a little bit more Shandor. You know, we got him flipping over in his glass coffin, and then we've got him being ripped in half. Yeah, I would have liked to see him do a little bit more. Kind of like Dr. Sartain in Halloween 18. Yeah. A little yeah. more. But, but I mean, something's better than nothing. Yeah. I, I, I can't say that I ever thought somebody would get ripped in half in a Ghostbusters movie. That's true. It's, uh, and then that brings us to the, f- the finale, the ending, where... Uh, I was not emotionally prepared for that ending. What do we call him? Spiritual Egon? Ghost Egon? Spectral Egon? Spectral Egon? Oh, how did it make you feel when Ray says uh, Egon Spengler could rot in hell? <laughs> did that hurt? That was like a slap in the face. <laughs> that hurt me so bad. I was like, whoa! Whoa, uh, easy there, Ray. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, when Eon shows back up at the end, movie feels pro- right up there with Han Solo uh, getting killed in Force Awakens. I was not prepared for that. I just, I wasn't. And I, I, I kind of thought maybe we would get it because I knew, I mean, number one, Egon is so present in this movie between getting killed in the beginning, guiding Phoebe, you know, guiding Callie, helping Trevor with Ecto-1. You know, he's so there. And I I, I kind of, I also knew that um, Harold Ramis' family had given the rights and their blessing to have his likeness used in this movie. So I kind of thought maybe... We would get something like that, but I was just not emotionally prepared for that. I cried like a baby. Uh, You know, watching him help his granddaughter with the proton pack, and then, you know, the other Ghostbusters getting to say goodbye to him like that just broke me. Yeah, it was... (sighs) 
heart-wrenching. Bill Murray. What'd you think of him back as Bankman? I mean... He's Bill Murray. He is Peter Venkman. Um, I mean, my favorite Bill Murray part was the first after credit scene, oh, without the question. Sh the shock machine, yeah. But um, you know, he was he was good. You know, he they all delivered. Bottom line, they all delivered. I feel like we finally saw some justice for not not just Winston, but also Ernie Hudson. Oh, you mean well? He's you mean how he's the uh, only one who's well off? Yeah, <laughs> funding Ray's bookshop. He's been it he's been uh, paying the rent on Ray's occult all this time. Uh, Could happen to a nicer guy. Yeah, Good for him. but you know, at the end of the end of the movie, he's reopening the firehouse, <sighs> taking the, care of Ecto. The Ecto alone, is back baby. in the garage. Uh, I feel like the character got shafted. Uh, because of rewrite rewrites um and character changes and then i feel From the like the first one yeah. yeah and then ernie just he finally got a fair shake in this he fi one. yeah finally i mean in the first ghostbusters movie he's not even on the poster it's just three of them well i mean i just remember in the original script he was on like page 30 compared to 80 right yeah <laughs> something something awful like that yeah. that ernie hudson does not deserve so the quality of work he puts in. So going forward, uh, and it seems like they set this up this way, hopefully he's a bigger part of Ghostbusters. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get a series and he'll he'll be like um the I don't know, like Charlie and Charlie's Angels. He'll be <laughs> he'll just be hanging out at the firehouse. He'll be the mentor. Yeah. Well, I mean, they certainly did set it up for something. That, that red light on the uh, containment unit yeah. wasn't glowing a minute before, and then it was. Well, I have very high hopes that we'll see more Ghostbusters, whether it'll be in a new movie or a continuation in a an episodic format. Who knows? But um, I mean, they need someone to do their taxes. Rick Moranis, yeah, I'm telling you. We can get only, in touch we with can the only hope. Reitman. We can only hope, but uh. Yeah, that scene with Dana and Peter was just so perfect. How are you doing this? Well, you know, when I'm close to someone I love, it just triggers the psychic. You marked, marked the, the cards, cards, didn't you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for coming down and talking about this. Are you kidding? Uh, I'm talk, glad. Talk Ghostbusters. Yeah. Sure. It's, anytime. It's been a hell of a week. I'm glad we got to go see it. Yeah. When we when we. I'm glad it didn't get pushed back it. for a fourth time. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But it was worth the wait. It was, it was worth the it wait. It was definitely worth the wait. And uh, hopefully we will get back there soon to see it again before it's out of yeah. theaters. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. If you haven't seen it yet. Go sorry we ruined it sorry we ruined it if you have seen it go see it again i i want this movie to make money i, I yeah want, i want i want more ghostbusters so i want ernie hudson to have a decent paycheck so get it done heat him up do ray he gone